You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show at Strictly, uh, on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. I don't really tweet. I'm really bad at social media. Um, but I say that every single time, and I've said that every single time in my intro, and I can't stop. It's just like a habit. I don't know how else to transition <laughs> from, hey, welcome to the show. But anyway, um, if you want to be on the show, or if you haven't subscribed to the show, subscribe. If you can write a review, write a review. If you want to be on the show, this is, I say it's a call out in advice show where I give total strangers my unprofessional advice. But this is also a place where people just call up to talk about their secret lives or their naughty lives while remaining anonymous. If you want to be on my show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Today I have on, what's her fucking name? Oh, Nancy. Nancy. Remember Chuck from the other day? Well, and he got his wife to squirt for the first time after not being able to ever even orgasm. She didn't even like, remember her? She didn't even like oral sex or him going down on her. Uh, well, I actually talked to her as promised. I think we talked about, me and him talked about the fact that she was going to come on. So Nancy comes on to talk all about how she learned to squirt. She gives really good tips about how it happened, like how other women could make that happen for themselves. I know I'd be interested in that, but and I was interested in that because that's, on my bucket list. We also talk about her and her guys' relationship, uh, what they do now that, you know, the, her quote-unquote floodgates have opened, literally. And um, and we also go back and talk about, like, the problems that they had and the issues she had with sex and why she was having those issues. Because, you know, when, when I spoke with Chuck, we basically, or I basically analyzed her without ever really speaking to her. So on this episode, we get her side of the story. And it's fascinating. And I know that my listeners always like to hear like a woman's perspective. And what's so interesting about her is she's like a woman that went from like one extreme to the other, right? She went from not being able to have orgasms and being, you know, uptight, I would say maybe about sex, even with her husband after being with him for so long to being completely the opposite. I mean, this is a girl that has multiple orgasms, squirting all the time, totally open to all different kinds of things and down for stuff that she wasn't before. And that's like the interesting part of the story. Um, and she talks about how she got there. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Nancy. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Nancy, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm good. So you're, as promised, you're Chuck's wife, right? I Chuck, am. episode 225, right? That's who his number? <laughs> I think No, 325, yes. right? 325, 225, whatever. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you wanted to give your side of the story, which I think is the really interesting side of the story. A, because you're a female and my listeners are always dying for more female uh, episodes, right? Because I don't get, I get a lot more guys calling in. B, because you were uh, someone who couldn't squirt and now you can. And that's like my ultimate fantasy goal, right? I mean, I thought your husband was really funny because one of the first things he said was like, is it a myth or is it even real that people could squirt? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think a lot of people think that that can or never have, right? And like, were you that person that thought it was like something that was unattainable? Or did you even care that you couldn't? Was it a, a goal of yours? And it, were you freaked out when it happened? So I thought I, I really wanted to give my side of the story because yeah. I uh, thought that was something that could never happen to me. Right. Um, never in my wildest dreams that I ever think that would happen. But I thought it was real because, you know, I keep porn and that, I mean, I don't think you can fake a lot of that. I mean, when you see people like squirting across the room. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it was so funny because. I remember going to happy hour with a group of friends probably two weeks before I squirted for the first time on accident with, with Chuck. Right. Um, and we were with a group of people that I hung out with a couple of times, but one of the guys was saying he made all of his girlfriends squirt and he had dated a lot of guys. And I was at the table with four girls and a couple of guys and we were like, there's no way you're full of shit. You're a liar. Um, and we were like, I don't even know if the G-spot exists. Right, right. So we were saying, like, it, I think it's a myth. And I yeah. remember one of our waitress was a female. And so we were like, four out of five girls think it doesn't exist. So we asked the female waitress. And she's like, oh, it does exist. And we're like, bullshit, whatever. Um, I mean, I thought it – I always thought that – I had a normal sex drive, I guess, compared to a lot of my busy friends that are moms that work mm -hmm. a lot. You know, you just, it's just kind of, sex is kind of, it's fun, but it's just another checklist to go off. Right. right. Yeah, it's just another thing to check off the list, which sounds terrible. No, but you're a mom, um, right? How long you been with Chuck again? I'm. How long you guys oh been married? Oh gosh, we've been married for nine years. Right. But together for like 14 years. So, yeah, I mean, I felt like our sex life was, I, it could improve. Yeah. And he was always really frustrated with that. But, you know, I talked to my friends and I'm like, everyone else says they have sex once a week, you know, sometimes a little bit more. But I felt like we were pretty average. Mm -hmm. But that always really frustrated him. And I mean, I, I understand that. And I mean, sex was enjoyable to me, but I just felt like I wanted to get more pleasure from it. Um, <clears throat> and so I think I'm all over the place here, but no, it's okay. You know, I, I didn't have an orgasm with him until we were dating for like five years. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we have to go over that because I remember some specific things that he says that, you know, and I know you listened to his episode, right? And yes. so you could probably maybe clear things up, maybe say, oh, yes. yeah, you were totally right on that, but or totally wrong because we I came to conclusions about you and what was going on with you. Right. Without ever 
having spoken to you. So it's so great to actually be speaking to the other person about to you, right? Because he had said initially that I would be possibly. So it's great to actually have you here to clear some things up. But go back to that time that you're in the restaurant though, right? You're with all your friends. Nobody has. This is two weeks before it even happens to you, right? You think. Yeah. I'm like, there's, I think that guy's full of shit. Um, I think the Jeep, g-spot doesn't exist um like most people that i've talked to and i think statistically most women cannot have just a vaginal orgasm with penetration alone right Mm -hmm. i think it's like 30 percent ish or something like that most women have to have clitoral stimulation right along with uh vaginal stimulation so i thought you know who are these ladies that can just have all these multiple orgasms right that's how i feel and just get off on penetration alone like who are you people (laughs) that are squirting on top of it and none of your girlfriends that you were with like all of your girlfriends that you were with were on the same page right I mean they were yeah in the same boat Mm -hmm. so one of the girlfriends like she said she can have multiple orgasms she can orgasm with anal sex and I'm like god you lucky thing but a lot of the other friends that I'm there with um you know i think i'm a little more progressive in the bedroom just because i'll use a vibrator right or a toy like you know i'm not opposed to any of that but uh-huh. some people really are like they don't yeah they're not their partner yeah. they're not comfortable at all and so i thought okay i feel like i'm pretty comfortable but um <clears throat> you know after squirting, my perspective has changed. So anyways. Right. And you, um, you said it was by squirting by accident, quote unquote. I yeah, mean, that was exactly yeah. what you said because it wasn't like something that you set out to do, right? No, it wasn't. So we had kind of like, he and Chuck brushed over this. We had kind of started reconnecting and um, kind of communicating more. And I was being more aggressive. Like I had a problem with never initiating things in the bedroom. He always did it. And that was always a frustration. So we started having more sex and just being more open, um, reconnecting. And so we had gone on a trip, you know, before I squirted and then we had just been having more sex. And then I remember talking more dirty, right? Like he said, like he, you guys, was it an ambient that was like, kind of like helping you guys to lose your inhibitions and talk more dirty to each other. Right. (laughs) Yeah. At nighttime and your inhibitions are lower. Yeah. I mean, like when we have time and it's daytime, I mean, the dirty talk, I mean, when the daylight's out, (laughs) just Uh, not as erotic. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) so we, you know, dropped our kid off at school. I remember this day vividly. Of course. Um, This is the day that you squirted. Better than him. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the day, um, we're both off work. We drop our kid off at school. We usually on that day, (laughs) Yeah. that was usually a day that we would have sex. And so, um, I remember we were having sex and I was, we were having sex doggy style and he like pulled his dick out and then started fingering me like very aggressively while I was doggy style. And I was like, okay, this should hurt, but it feels really good. Um, he kept going and I was like, oh my God, this feels really good. And I felt like I kind of had to pee, yeah. but he just kept hammering down <laughs> and the, like, it just came out of me. Like it, the, like liquid just fell out of my vagina. 
And I was like, what? Now, the let fuck? me ask you this. Did you have an like, did you feel like you also had an orgasm at that same time or does the orgasm come after? It was at the same time, but it was it felt completely different than the orgasms that I had had. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It I and I don't think I can explain describe it, it right. accurately, uh-huh. but I felt like so other orgasms that I've had, um, they felt like my body's tingling. It's a more of like a full body sensation. Like it goes up to my head. Yeah. Um, it, that's the best way I can describe my regular orgasm. Yeah. But the squirting one felt more like it did. I, my, my whole body didn't tingle. It was just like, like a, my, my vagina. I don't know. Like it was more it. like centrally located in that area. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. I, yes, more okay. physical feeling instead uh-huh. of like tingly feeling. Right, right, right. But don't get me wrong. It felt really good. And it felt kind of like a, a release, which I guess it was because there's fluid coming out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had drank a lot the night before, so um, I was super hungover. Uh, <laughs> right. So like whenever, you know, when you go pee, it's like very concentrated pee. And like the liquid that came out of me, I mean, it was watery like it fell out of me right pee comes out in a stream you feel it you push it out this squirting the ejaculate is totally different in what sense is it like it was liquid it's like clear liquid like watery um so i am a firm believer that you know obviously squirting exists oh yeah of course and so I, after that happened, I was like, what the fuck? That was awesome. I was on cloud nine. I was like, I can't believe this happened to me. I was so excited. <laughs> and I had to leave. That's the how I was ready for sure. Yeah. I, I Especially because you believe. were just talking about it. Isn't that weird? Like literally, yes. like you said, two weeks before you just had this whole conversation about it. We all thought it was maybe a myth, but probably yeah. not. But I thought that guy was so full of shit. Were you like texting um, your girlfriends like right afterwards? Yes, That's what I would be I doing. Did. Right. <laughs> yeah. I go to work the next week and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, you guys, I squirted. And then I told some other friends and I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. So then I start like reading about it. And, you know, my experience was similar to people that it happens to all the time. And they were giving instructions on like, how to make yourself squirt. So I'm like copying the link to that website and sending it to my friends. I'm like, you guys got to try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's tried it. Um, or maybe they have it. And it hasn't worked. Nobody else has squirted. Maybe it hasn't your worked. Friends. Right. Uh-huh. Not that I'm aware of. So I just, after that, I mean, I was just on cloud nine, but then you, did remember, you were you able to get yourself to squirt? Yes. So I was, um, and it wasn't very hard. So I think like once the floodgates opened, it was easier to do it. So it's, it's like you're where they, anything that you read about where the G spots located, like right behind your clit, like yeah. probably an inch or two up, yeah, up um, into the, towards, your like abdomen. Towards, towards you, right. Like you put it yes. in and then, toward, yeah, uh-huh. That's true. Um, yes. Um, and they say like, if you stimulate that spot, it kind of feels like an orange peel and yeah. it kind of gets a little bit swollen. Yeah. 
Um, and that, that's true. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but what does it feel like before so, it's swollen? Nothing? Like it just feels like the same thing and you just got to keep the rubbing same. it? But I feel like now that I've been able to squirt, I, it's like that that tissue is more swollen all the time. Oh, or maybe it's bigger or I just notice it more. I Well, have you ever went looking for your G-spot before? Not really. Not really. And I've never, like, if I'm going to masturbate, I've got a vibrator. And I usually just use it on my clit. Right, right, right. You just like, don't go internally. Right. Yeah, because that's, it's quick, it's easy, it works for me. Yeah. Um, So I guess, you know, going back to me not being as sexually open as I thought I was, that's another part of it. You know, I could have explored more if I really wanted oh, to. Oh, I've explored a ton. I still have never been the shit able out to. Of myself. <laughs> yeah, but let me ask you this. Did you always like, like when he fingered you in the past, like was it always very pleasurable? Do you know if he ever went looking and you never felt anything? It, it was, but usually his fingers were like straight in. Right, right. He never went looking for your G-spot or tried. I, m- maybe so. But nothing that sticks out in my mind. Yeah. I mean, nothing. And maybe when you were like doggy style, it was easier for him to get that spot, do you think? Yes. So that's exactly what it was. Since I was doggy style on the bed, he's standing behind me. And the angle of your fingers, like you're not, it's not a natural angle to go um, horizontal with your hands. Like you're going to be angled down a little bit with your fingertips. Right. So it's going to hit the G spot. Exactly. And it was pretty aggressive pressure <laughs> when he was doing <laughs> like it. a surprising amount of fingering, like vigorous fingering. <laughs> when your husband did it. Right. Cause I remember yes, him telling he me he it. was like really moving his arm around. Like he was really yes. going to town. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Um, so it was surprising, but it felt good. It didn't hurt. Um, and then when, so, and then when you did it for yourself, it was like the minute you put your fingers in, like you felt it, it was everything that they said on that link that you were reading. Yeah, it was. It felt kind of more swollen and like orange peel texture. And how long and did I it don't... take for it to get like swollen? Is it the type of thing where know. like, oh, you have to get horny beforehand and build up like a normal orgasm? Or is it like the minute you touch it, you're, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you have to build up to it. It's not just like, oh, I touched myself and and I'm squirting. Yeah, you still (laughs) have to, yeah, so you still have to like, you know, build up to it. But you feel, it feels good while you're doing it? Yes. And now I can have multiple orgasms. Really? And like, each time. And it's it's like once I have the first one, I can have six like multiple ones after that easier and easier and easier. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. It's insane. I mean, <laughs> I felt like, 
how long do I you have to wait? A gift. Yeah, no, because it's like, listen, if you're having like a, like you, you know, you have a clitoral orgasm, what do they call it? Like a clitoral, right? You, your yeah. clit is so sensitive after, right? It's like yes. so hard to have another one. You have to wait like it 20 is. minutes for it to calm down, whatever. So it's very difficult. So I guess the people that are having the multiples, it's like they can't have a multiple orgasm with their clit, right? And right one hour, like you could do it right after the it now, right? With, but it's a G spot the whole time it's right? a g-spot yes so it is a g-spot orgasm that i can have multiple ones with if just a strictly a clitoral one from the clit um it's the same yeah you're right it, i can't have multiple ones that way maybe some people can who knows people are going to write into me and be like oh they can you know your friend you said one of your friends that you were talking to had them but she wasn't squirting right maybe she was having inside no. orgasms multiple yeah. right mm -hmm. yes yeah yes Right. So maybe, yeah, you're right. I never thought about it that way. Maybe. Um, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. But like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I just know myself, you know, I've gone looking for my G spot. I feel like I've come close. I feel like I've had some stuff come out, but I don't think I've ever really had a full on G spot thing. And I think, you know, I mean, you know, right. So once it happened and he, you know, I know what it feels like, like the area yeah, yeah. when it happened, when Chuck made it happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I was able to recreate that sensation on my own. Right. Of um, course. I don't know if I, I don't think I would have ever found this out on my own. Even if you followed that link and did it the same exact way. You know way. what? I probably, probably, you know what? I could have, but I'd never tried. Right. Um, Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast dot com and click on be on the show if you have a short confession that you want to get off your back call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579 that's 347-420-3579 you could call that number 24 7 i change all the voices on the confessions too so you remain anonymous the number the website and the email address will all be in the description See, but that's what I wonder. And I think maybe me and Chuck had discussed this. I don't know. Or maybe I've talked about this with, because I've talked to my girlfriends about it, my guy friends about it, because it's I've always been like, oh, dude, like asking people, you know what I mean? Or talking about it. Or people know it's on like my bucket list. <laughs> it's just like it's something I bring up. But um, I do know that um, like, I, you know, you wonder if like everyone has it or do some people not you know what I mean is it something that every single person has or some people might not have it or some people's bigger than others you know what I mean I think I have heard that you know everybody has it but maybe some people's are bigger or smaller so maybe yours is really big like maybe that like you because you said like it seems bigger but maybe it was always that maybe it's big. for more stimulation well but I wait but think okay there was one thing that chuck talked about that we talked like that i thought found interesting and he found interesting was that like you found it very hard to calm with him and the only way you could was you had to turn 
backwards, right? Like it had to be reverse, yeah. right? Can we discuss that? Yes. And you could give your version yes. of everything. I wanted, I, I uh -oh. really wanted to clarify that one because yeah. Chuck, um, his dick is really big. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't mention small. that. <laughs> He's not going to say that. Right. I mean, well, most so guys he, would. He thinks he has dick dysmorphia. He wants it to be longer. I'm like, dude, it's too long. Like it hits my cervix and it hurts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I hate I that. IUD, I could, like, I can, in certain positions, I can feel him hitting it and it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, you know, the reverse cowgirl thing is just, I can angle myself better and I can have control over the speed and what I need to do right. to come. Right. Um, it's not like I can't look at him. It's just <laughs> doing like missionary, like yeah. it hits my, his dick hits my cervix. So <laughs> No, I know. I was going to say, but how could you that. ever have him? <laughs> no, but how could you ever have him fuck you from behind then? Isn't that worse? So you would think, but it's not. Uh, sometimes I have to like, you know, if Move he tries a little to like bit go so, too deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and like get, like, like rotate his hips and do weird stuff. It it hurts. Um, but he just has to make sure he doesn't like go all the way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I don't know, guys. Like, Not I always like, think about, like, like dick size. Like, they think, like, girls just want it to be, like, 12 inches. I'm like, no, have you ever seen the inside of a girl's vagina, like, in school? Like, on a, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, a picture of it. Like, it yeah, can't accommodate. Like, it can't, it's no one, like, nobody wants it that long, you know? It's more width that women are into, right? But, like, you know, I don't know. It's, how could you physically I, take it? So I think the the average vaginal length is around five inches. Right. So I mean, if you've got a seven inch dick, like that is, it's it's a lot for your vagina. Um, and so you know what's interesting? We're talking about dick length. So you know, me and Chuck have been more open about like past experiences and like talking about our past, like like funny sex stories. Yeah. I did before I met him. I had sex with a guy. And his, I mean, he had the smallest dick I had ever seen. Like a micro? Um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a micro penis, but it was probably like three, four inches long. Probably, I don't know. I, I don't remember this so long ago, but right. it was shockingly small. And I, you know, joked with my friends about it. But so we had sex and I remember he, I was on top of him, facing him. Um, <laughs> when I was on top of him, I remember like his dick was hitting my G spot and it felt so good. And I was like, Oh my God, this is great. And he thought I was like faking how into it I was because he was so small. He, yes. But it was the perfect size because it was just hitting my G spot. And I didn't realize that at the time. Right, I never had think an about where you're, with them. Right. But think but about where like your G spot is. Yeah, but me. Was, oh, you did have. See, you always had I, a big so G spot. I felt Come on. like I. I oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, I felt like I had to pee, and it felt really good. Oh, but, interesting. You know, I. I never like you didn't realize that's them. what was going on. Yeah, you you know what? You are the type of person that just the way your anatomy is. I feel like if you would have tried at any time, you would have been able to squirt because look what happened with that guy with the yeah. little ween like i mean you know what i mean like that happened with him <laughs> 
So you were like, and it, you, so, and you know, right. Cause you had, you felt like you had to pee. Like I, you know, everyone's heard it. That's definitely the sensation, right. That happens before. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels good, but you're like, oh shit, I'm going to pee everywhere. And you don't want to like, that's, that's exactly the sensation. But for some reason, the first time it happened to me, I, I don't know why, like, I didn't automatically think, you know what, it's because I was so dehydrated because I was hungover. I was like, no pee's going to come out of me. Uh, <laughs> so you relaxed into I, it instead of, like, I held back. So. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Because with that guy, when with the small dick, you just, like, let it happen. Why do you think, though, like, it's interesting, and we have to get into the other stuff that, like, because your husband talked a little bit about towards the end of the conversation when you talked about, like, all the things you guys, now that you talk so dirty with each other that you are planning on maybe doing in the future. And, um, but what do you think, uh, why were you not able before? I mean, so I guess you were always able to have orgasms with him because he made it seem like you couldn't orgasm at all except in that one position but you could yes. like and he said it really bothered him right but you could always orgasm on your own right yes I could um and honestly I can't explain why reverse cowgirl was the only position that I could orgasm it I can't explain it but um, do you mean when you say orgasm are you guys talking about like it was the only way you could have an inside orgasm with him without having your clit stimulated. No, but... I had to have my clit stimulated. Like every okay, time every I have time. a vibrator on my clit. But you, so if That's... he was on top of you and even if you had a vibrator, you couldn't have an orgasm even with the vibrator in him inside. No. You? Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is. No, weird. I couldn't. And even doggy style, like love doggy style. Right. I guess I like the positions where you're facing away. <laughs> yeah. Come on. There's but something there's there. There's no psychology. Yes, there There's might no be. psychology behind it, except there... <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I do like facing him. I love you, too. No, but maybe, um... <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe, though, maybe because you're G-spot. Listen, if you're going reverse cowgirl, his dick, just think about you're it, right. is, is rubbing that part of your body a lot more, it right? Is. Isn't it? Like, because it's being pushed towards there. And same with doggy style. So I think you were just, you know, it's the feeling. You were hitting that area more in, in those positions. So I think, you know, you were getting more stimulated inside too. You know what I mean? Whereas maybe when they were on top, he was on top of you or any other way, right? It was just your clit. But I wonder why you couldn't just have an orgasm in your clit, like with the vibrator on top, when he's on top of you. I don't know. Do you that think is, maybe I mean, because women, weird. no, but I think that women could get in their head about something. And if you get in your head about something and you like, you, you know, it, it stays it is in that same way, right? Like, so if oh, you yeah, were totally self-conscious about it and you were like, and you clicked into this fact that you can't orgasm with him on top of you, like you couldn't get out of that. Do you know what I mean? Because you were just, and so then maybe every time you were thinking, I'm never, I can't orgasm this way. You know, you're just in your head about it and you got, and maybe, I don't know. Cause it doesn't make sense physically, you know? That is true. I mean, I do tend to get in my head. Um, Women in general do. That's what they say. I, you know, that's why there's a lot of women out there that have never had orgasms. They can't orgasms with me, with men. You know, it's not like that uncommon. I, I mean, honestly, I've talked to, you know, that group of people that I went to happy hour with. Um, 
you know, with the exception of the one girl who had multiples, um, had multiple ones, either the other girls, like their husbands don't last long enough and then they just have to get themselves off afterwards Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or they are totally not open to using a toy in the bedroom to stimulate themselves or they won't use their hand. They won't do what they have to do. And if the guy can't read their mind, there's so many reasons why a lot of women are not having orgasms through sex or they're not selfish enough to make the guy work until they're done. You know what I mean? They don't speak up, you know, or not confident, which I think that's my problem. That's always been my problem, but he is very open sexually clearly. Um, and he, you know, makes me feel very comfortable and he would do anything within reason that I wanted. Like he was talking about licking my ass. (laughs) Yeah. 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 <laughs> wait, but you wait, wait. Could we discuss the fact that you didn't like him to go down on you? Yes, let's talk about it. I just didn't. I mean, he I mean, was wait. I just it, have to cut you off. Why. You're gonna go, but like everyone has to listen to his episode if you haven't left listen to it yet. Okay, just so you know, Chuck. It's like two episodes before this one because I'm gonna have this one this week. So you have to listen to Chuck's episode to find out. Like he said, like she did. Not, you do. You never would let him go down on you you never even orgasm through that no I didn't okay but going back to being in my head like the first time I had it that somebody did that to me yeah it just wasn't like it was so uncomfortable like wow the whole experience was terrible were you weirded um, out that they were there was I it was. a guy you didn't like like were yes. you self-conscious all the above all yes I was in mm-hmm. high school and uh-huh. the whole experience was awkward and then like <laughs> ever since then I, I just got in my head I just didn't like having it done like, I, I think a lot of it goes back to me not being confident in my body yeah um just being very self super self-conscious right but that's and why so I'm sorry that, okay but I have to say all these things that you're saying ties into my psychological analysis <laughs> of you liking to turn away from him and think about your fucking doggy style is the same shit. You're not facing somebody and you're turned away and that's why you're able to like lose yourself more, right? Some someone like that might be a part of that turning away thing. I I said that when we me and him spoke and it just sounds like for you, maybe though that there was something to the position of not facing him that that played into it, as well as the physical. I'm just saying. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. But I, I don't <laughs> think that's the case yeah, with right. with the not facing him. I mean, I nobody even doggy styles. Your your face is in the pillow. You're not like really know, looking at someone. It just feels different. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. Right. You're totally. Uh, for me, I only liked, I liked it always when a guy had a small dick because then, you know, it felt better. Like if they're on top, I could barely feel them. But if you turn around, right? Doggy style. Yeah. If I told a guy, do me from behind, it's because his dick wasn't that big. <laughs> Anyone listening? But I mean, I like, but then it would feel really good. Like it was much better because then you could feel it more. I mean, for me, that was like my move if someone, some guy's dick was small but you know what i think going back to like the anatomy of my yeah my vagina i had an ob tell me once like my (laughs) my vaginal canal is like tilted a little bit to the left and then my uterus yeah is angle is tilted backward 
So I don't know. Maybe no, is an that anatomy did that have? Well. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think that that might play into things. Definitely. I think that because, but listen, there is a whole though. There is a, a psychological aspect to like everything that was going on with you and your sex life, right? I mean, the fact that you couldn't orgasm yeah. through oral sex, right? Which is basically because listen, your clit was fine, right? You could put a vibrator there and be fine. So how could you not? With a mouth, right? So I felt like I was never comfortable with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I would not tell him, oh, I like this. I wasn't communicating. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't tell him, I don't like that, or do it this way, or... Slower, faster, that's too... Yeah, Yeah, Uh I would never communicate. I would just, like, let it happen and just tell him finish up then which is terrible and then we would have sex <laughs> I just thought it was like the beginning of sex foreplay like there's no means to an end and I, I I wasn't open to letting him um just lick my pussy in a great way I mean <laughs> right I mean because listen there's that's like a, a he's going down on you he knows after a while right you're together for so long he knows you're not going to come. So, you know, that probably took a little bit of it out for him, right? Like, it's not as exciting yeah, if he yeah. doesn't think that the person's into it, right? I mean, it takes away yeah. from it if a, the woman's on it. It's no difference if you're blowing a guy and he's just, like, reading the paper. You know, you want to know that you're really turning somebody on, right? So that was a big part of his frustration. It was. And I, yeah. and I know that. Um. But I just you couldn't. I mean, you were. Trapped, I could, but what's I so amazing you know? is that this, though, the squirting has changed it all up. Right. Like now you could it's get changed everything. Right. So, yeah, I mean, now we, you know, we'll communicate more effectively. We'll I'll tell him, yeah, that feels really good. Do it this way. Um, I can come from when he goes down on me you out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, we've kind of explored, like, some bondage and tying up. Um, oh, the so gag. He to you, like, <laughs> the gag ball. Yeah. That, <laughs> he bought it. And he brings it home. And I just start dying laughing. Yeah. And he puts it on me. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm gonna, this makes me want to puke. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's been fun using using that stuff. But it's kind of, like, calmed down. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it was fun for a while, right? I mean, it was I could so see- yeah, yeah, but it's still fun. But, mm-hmm. you know you start we started getting into other fantasies like you know having a threesome and like that was a big one we're like yeah let's do it let's do it but we don't really I mean we're not like actively seeking that experience out I don't know I think I would get in my head and I think it would be totally awkward and I would make it awkward um but what about him when he said he might feel weirded out about it yeah, and then we kind of talked about that. Like, what if you? What if he liked her more? What if I got jealous that he was spent? You know, no, having he too also much attention said he would might her. be jealous. Didn't he say he would? Oh, of me. Be weirded out. But I don't know. Like he said, did you hear that on the show? Like, I mean, I remember. This is what I remember him saying. He might not be okay with it. Like, you know. Yeah, like if me and the girl were too into each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I've heard I know, that from I other think guys. Valid fears that you know you, maybe you have to think about if you're in a For committed sure. relationship mm-hmm. and you're wanting to try something like that. So I mean, we we definitely talked about that, but it's not something we're actively seeking out. Like if the opportunity were pre- to present itself, then that would be try. great. It would right. be fun, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you are looking for the unicorn, that girl that's going to hook up with the couple, right? I mean, I think he brought that that, up, too. It's like it's not something that's that's easy to find. Right. And it's not like we're going out all the time like we used to before we had a child. So Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The opportunities are not there. We'll be right back after this quick ad from my sponsor. Hey, guys. Remember the good old days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence back in bed with BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, and you could get your first shipment free when you use my promo code STRICTLY. You could take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you could be ready whenever you need to be ready. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to increase your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at a pharmacy, and it ships direct to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, I've got a special deal for all my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use my promo code STRICTLY. Just pay 5 bucks for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code STRICTLY, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and I thank them for sponsoring my podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're like experimenting with bondage and... Um, and who's the dominant one there? Him, I'm assuming. Well, he is, but he says I'm dominant. Really? And I'll start telling him what to do when he has me tied up. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so he, we've only done it a couple of times. But he says I am, I'm, I'm more of a dominant personality. And I'm like, that's surprising because I didn't think I was. But it, it feels fun to like tell him what to do and me not be like an innocent bystander in sex. Like I feel like I have been this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh like taking more control and and it's not for his lack of desire or him not wanting to experiment. It's all like, it's all me. And I, you know, I always thought I was pretty open person, but like there's a part of me that's very closed off and like, it's hard to open up with that stuff. Sorry. I don't know why I'm about to cry. Oh, why? Um, That's interesting. Because of being like the, the closed offness. Is that what triggered it? thinking about like how yeah, you were I mean, no but I mean I've kind of been trying to work on that with myself mm-hmm. but um, think about it's really hard to do like yeah opening yourself up completely sexually is so, it's so vulnerable it is very true uh, I had a girl on recently uh she runs like sex classes for women and that didn't she had a transformation like that happen to her and now she teaches other women for that and it's really transformative in a woman's life and that's a, a, a very intimate way and I mean it's amazing what happened to you yeah and I don't know why I'm crying but um <laughs> it is 
you know, it, it, it kind of makes me feel sad. Sorry. In what sense? Uh, I feel like I didn't open myself up to my husband mm-hmm. for all of those years. And he always was just so willing and wanted to do everything to please me. And I just felt like I, I just kept him shut out. Right. But, you know, he did cop. With that part of me, you know? Yeah, but he copped to being closed off on a certain level himself. So I think yeah. you guys, Matt, I think you guys worked and were very similar in in certain ways that and and that's why you did last through everything you know what I mean because I think you guys and even now when you just opened both opened up at the same time I think you guys have always been very on the same page so I, I think he was closed off too and like I said he copped to that he copped to the fact that he he didn't understand why but he never gave you a lot of compliments and he was very stingy with that part of him. You know, he didn't open up to you of how much he was into you and how beautiful he thought you were and stuff. So that's being closed off for him as well. Yeah. And I kind of don't know why I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I always knew, you know, if we would go out and, you know, I, I dressed up and thought I looked nice. Like, I always knew he thought I looked nice. Like right. I, I knew how he felt. Right. Um, and I'm not, I guess my love language is not like words of affirmation or, uh, <laughs> right. You don't need that. Uh-huh. Um, it's like it acts of service, which is, you know, everything he does for me. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that never really bothered me, but yeah, he did, you know, he brushed over taking, you know, started taking an antidepressant and, you know, he talked about it though. Uh huh. Yeah. Right? And just not being so, um, volatile emotionally, mm-hmm. um, and being more patient. And I think that was right around the time. Yeah. We did start communicating better and I'm trying to work on my communication too. Like I've realized a lot of stuff about myself with parenting, with relationships and setting boundaries. And, um, I, you know, I feel like I should have learned these life lessons by now. <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm working yeah. on it. And we, I guess we both are. And it's kind of nice that we're doing that together and unintentionally. And, you know, the squirting thing happened at the perfect time. So, yeah, I think that like, I don't think I mean, I don't think you would have been able to get to that place unless you were really ready because aren't you also getting off your antidepressants too like now like isn't that something that you're like letting Uh, go of yeah I mean at the time I wasn't um but that was only a month ago yeah I so I was like the time when we the squirting when the squirting thing happened yeah he said that was like a month ago that that I've been squirting but it's been it's been four months okay so Mm -hmm. um so whenever I first started squirting, yeah, I was on the antidepressants. I've I recently like decreased them, but I don't know if I'm ready to come off of them. <laughs> but decrease but the why did why did you decrease that? It? Um, I I started working out a lot more, and mm-hmm. um, I just felt like and things had calmed down in my life, mm-hmm. like with work and um, being out of school for a while. 
um, I just felt like I was emotionally getting kind of flat and like I could go down on the antidepressant, like just right. half the dose. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that and I, I don't feel like I'm ready to completely come off of it yet. Right. But I, I haven't noticed a change, like an increase in my sex drive, um, coming down on them. I mean, I feel like it's the same. My sex drive is similar to when I first started squirting. Um, which is, what would you say? High which is, or average or not? I would so- say from, it went from low to medium high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, By coming off to half, like half of it. it no, would, but I, it I don't feel, so, so before I squirted, sex drive was low. Yeah. After I squirted, still on this, the antidepressant. Yeah. Sex drive is medium high. Oh, wow. And then when I was down on the depressant a month ago because I've been squirting for four months yeah um it's my sex drive is the same it hasn't increased right but I I think it would if you got totally off of them because I definitely think it affects them right but you've been on them a really long time right I don't know if like after a really long time like how long have you been on them um let's see the like first 10 time years? after the no god no um after the miscarriage i was on one for oh. two months mm-hmm. um i was on one for three months and then i had a kid and then i didn't start till she, on another one till she was a year and a half old right so i think yeah that's maybe when every two. mom needs a fucking god, i know <laughs> <laughs> so you don't throw them out so, the window so then I was on something actually probably two so then I was on something for a year and a half two years and then I was like I don't want to be on this anymore so I was off of it for a couple of months and then I was so anxious and my brain was on fire I was like I gotta be on something else so I I would say I've been on this medication for about two years so so maybe a total of like four and a half years total um but maybe calming so, that mind down w- did help your sex drive because your sort of mind was probably getting in the way a lot of the times, right? That's true. That's true. But, I mean, I think that, you know, you'll know when you're ready if you, you know, you have to go. Maybe, you know, there are people I would assume that maybe you just need to be on something a little bit to help you. I mean, you seem... Like, I think the fact that your sex life has changed so dramatically with your husband and it's so great and you guys have like this whole new thing happening between you guys. It's like, like, and I was saying this to him about like the threesome, like, don't like, it's like, things are so great right now. Just like have fun, like, don't change anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like, yeah, just keep everything the same and enjoy where you're at because, you know, you're like the miracle couple. Like, first of all, like as a couple, like so many couples would want to be where you are. But as a woman, like women that listen, like there are so many regular girls out there that are you six months ago and 10 years ago. You know what I mean? The woman that can't is two in her head, that can't have an orgasm, yeah. that husband is frustrated, that can't get off on going down, that can, you know, all those things. And here you are on the other side of it, like having not even just having an orgasm, having multiples inside orgasm, squirting, like the whole nine yards. You know, it's such a, to me, an inspiring story for other women, you know, that you and, could totally, because it's like the opposite. 
of what, where you used to be. It's very traumatic change. Yeah. And I guess that's why I was so excited to tell my friends and, you know, talk to you and share my story because I never thought I would be a squirter and have this great sex. I just thought I was, you know, just going to have like pretty basic vanilla sex forever and once a week and <laughs> which sounds awful, but, um, you come to terms with it because that's how what it always my was. Life was. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I never thought that I'd be able to enjoy myself so much. And I think us really being open with each other and not judging each other at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really helped. And so now it's, we, we, you know, we talk about previous sexual experiences and he'll tell me funny stories about, you know, cause he was a bachelor for a while mm-hmm. and had lots of interesting stories, but he'll tell me stuff and I don't get jealous and you know, the past is the past, Yeah. but before he never would have wanted to hear any of my stories, um, it would have made him jealous. Yeah. And, and now, now he, he can does. laugh about it, mm-hmm. or talk about it, or he's like, I'm sorry, that happened to you. Um, and so I think that was a huge catalyst for for the change and for our sex life to be better. And it's interesting because, like, you know, I, and I'm sure a lot of people that are in long-term relationships can relate. It's hard for me to relate because I've never been with someone for 10 years and I, looking in on it, you're like, how did the, how, why did it take so long to be able to be open with each other? You know what I mean? You must be so yeah. close. You're with each other for so long. But I think there's a lot of people that are with people for a very long time that keep huge parts of themselves or their fantasies or things that they want you know, sort of secretive or on the download or they're, you know, too uncomfortable to sort of let that stuff show because they're, you know, it's like, it makes, it's, it's hard to be vulnerable about that stuff. You don't know what your partner's going to say. And I think the longer you keep those things under wraps or you don't express them to each other, almost the harder it is, right? Because you're yeah. like, after 10 years, you like me, you want me to lick your asshole? Like, I don't understand, you know, like it could, yeah. right? It's like, but if you could do that and you could, and like Ambien was the thing that helped you guys do it, right? But I don't think people should yeah. just go take Ambien <laughs> don't for do that. It. Right? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, but that I mean, just shows that other people should start talking about things and bringing up some things, right? Tiptoeing into it and getting into more dirty talk, talking about your fantasies, because it really does change things and help things. It does. And it's fun. Um, but it is nerve wracking to share. I, right. I guess for me, like, I've always not consciously, but subconsciously thought like sexuality and expressing yourself and masturbation, it just seems shameful. Um, seemed what? shameful right and I don't know why just subconsciously that's how it felt and you know why do guys always get to have an orgasm now I'm like you know what we can have all the fun too I just felt like it was more like how old are you for men yeah but how old are you I am 36 right you're still you're way younger than me but I mean I know that like I think like girls that are 22 feel a lot different about it. But I think even women your age, it still was very different when you were really young around the time that you were coming into the, you know, your sexuality or coming to terms with it that like, you know, it wasn't, 
it wasn't okay for girls to be like really sexual and really own their sexuality. Do you know what I mean? No, they were it wasn't because you were a hoe. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I've talked about this before because I was, I was a hoe. Okay. I was a total slut when I was younger really? and it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. And I acted out and there's, you know, whatever, it's a whole other story, but like, but because I was like slutty, I was always like really selfish in bed. Like I just really? cared, like, yeah, I would not stop until I had an orgasm. Like they would not be able to not stop going down on me until I came like and I, but guys always thought it was like great in bed. And like I talked about this on a recent podcast. And I think what a lot of women don't understand is that that's what guys want girls to be like that's that's like how it should be and that's a good way to be if you're a girl and I think what happens is a lot of girls take the stance of you know they're like sort of thinking about the guy more you know but really what what is great to do when you're having sex is just think about yourself and get yourself off you know what I mean use that situation to get yourself off and that's the hottest thing right so that the other person knows they're turning you on right but you have to sort of be selfish and I think that it's not the natural state of being I was like a re rebellious fucked up slutty you know I was like problem child you know that typical person so it was easy for me to be like opposite of what I should have been right for the time right when I was growing up I was like not the norm now I think girls are much more like the way I was but it's not acting out and it's nothing there's nothing wrong with it do you know what I mean um but I think it's a better way to be as women and it you do enjoy yourself more you know and I, I wasn't in my head about anything. I was more, you know, I, just into myself and, and having an orgasm. And like I said, very selfish, quote unquote, which is typically not how women are. Women are more selfless, right? So I think a little bit of some selfishness goes a long way for women, right? And speaking up for yourself. And, and it's, but that's not natural for women and not even when you were growing up, you know, it's just, it's and it's society. not for me. Right. I was always in my head, like shy person, anxious person, do gooder. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Not speaking up for myself. Right. You know, scared of authority. You know, I'll just do what I'm told. So yeah, I was uh, the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate that I was, that. <laughs> no, I don't hate it, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to grow and learn and, and, you know, stand up for what I want. Um, but I did have a hoe phase in college, and I'm glad I did, and it was fun. <laughs> right. um, got it out of my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way I'm not going crazy in my 30s and <laughs> trying no, to but have you're that college you're... experience. <laughs> but you don't even need it because you're having, like, it. the best time now, and you haven't even reached and... your prime yet. Like, your prime is good. You, you, you get really, like, even hornier as a woman, like, I would say, like, late 30s, mid 40s. Like, that's, like, you're, you're, like, about to hit your prime, and you could squirt and have multiple orgasms like there yeah. is nothing but like fun in your future it's for real like seriously so the cougar thing is true <laughs> for sure yeah for sure I mean it's just a physical thing that happens and I don't know if it's because like your eggs like in nature it's like your eggs are like the last years you could get pregnant it's like go out and fuck you know I don't know if it's like a nature thing too but it definitely is like a, a, a very you do have an increase in your sex drive so it's just gonna it's just starting for you and what's amazing it's like so like you guys probably will be having threesomes I mean I've talked to a lot of couples who have opened their relationship up you know and 
and it's it's a couple like you that could be successful at it right because but and a because you're smart that you're talking a lot about it now and you're not just jumping in and doing it plus you've been together for a long time plus you've been through a lot of difficult stuff together right and you're able to communicate through things and you know, the, the key to being successful and opening up your relationship and doing those things that you guys are just fantasizing about is all of those things that you already have. Like, you know, you're, you communicate a lot. You talk about things. You really know where each other is. You have trust with each other. You know, you're checking in. I mean, I talked to Chuck. I, I could tell he's crazy about you. You're, you know, I, like you say, like you feel so bad. Like I'm sure when he hears this and he hears you start to cry because you feel so bad what you put him through he's gonna be like oh my god like he doesn't see it that way at all you know what I mean I I know you see it that way but I'm sure he doesn't because I think I don't remember exactly what he said but I think I remember him being like the type of person that likes like a challenge you know what I mean like he obviously like the fucking challenge (laughs) you know what I mean you you were like the ultimate challenge right not being clearly yeah clearly So as frustrated as he was, like it somehow worked for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but the, so loves a challenge, but doesn't know when to stop. So I felt like I finally had an orgasm during sex. Yeah. Um, and after that, it was like, you can have two orgasms. Come on. It to me, I felt like it wasn't enough. Right. And then, you know, we'll have really freaky sex and it's awesome, you know, but, and then I want to do it again you know, have sex again the next day. And he wants it to be the same experience or better. And it's like, it's not like, it doesn't have to be this elaborate, like best sex of your life every single time. Like there's going to be better times. There's going to be, you know, okay times or, you know, it's going to be quicker, but he, and I tell him the dragon, right. Chase. He is chasing the dragon. Yeah. Um, which it's fun, but it's not realistic all the time. And I guess that's what gets me frustrated. Yeah, and that would be pressure he wants it for to you. be this experience. And I'm like, it can't be an experience every time. Like, I have to leave and be somewhere in 10 minutes. Like, hurry up. So, yeah, that's you know, annoying. And wait that till could tomorrow be... night. You know, we can wait till tomorrow night and it can be this experience. So, you know, having to plan things. He's not a, a planner. So, <laughs> that that's been, you know, kind of one of our struggles. But he's getting better at that. Yeah. And listen, I mean, now that you could orgasm so easily, right. And you guys are having so much fun and he could go to the stores. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of new dragons that you guys, you won't just be chasing them. Like he'll be able to catch them. Like you will have like amazing times every now and then, you know, much more frequency than you yes. were before you know what I mean a lot more frequently yes. than before like you were never having them and I think that that all of that was like the perfect storm for you never to come because that's like pressure on somebody that can already right that you yeah. want somebody trying so hard and then you do once and now they want you to do it 10 times you know like that's 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 too much right that that pressure yeah. um so he'll listen to this and know that I mean I'm sure he knows that about himself and you brought that up to him <laughs> so he, he does and he made a comment about it in the podcast <laughs> what did he say I don't remember he but... made I can't remember um oh he said something like I tend to you know not oh, what did he say not 
not give up, but like not back off. Yeah, that's what I I want more or I I tend to want more something to that effect. Right, right, right. And he yeah. And I remember at the end towards the end, he was saying that you guys were doing all these things, but he knows it can't last forever. Like there was a part of him that I could tell was like nervous (laughs) that he would like lose. You know what I mean? Like that it was like this place that he was like on top of the mountain and he couldn't stay there and it was never going to get back up, you know, but it's like it's you'll just keep exploring new things because there is a lot of stuff that you guys can do. And I think in a couple of years from now, you guys might, because you're like experimenting and now you're talking about all these fantasies and you're trying different things and there's gotta be, there's gonna, you're going to wind up figuring out a lot of other things that you guys like. I think so too. You know, and that'll add to your sex life, you know? Yeah. For sure. And if you ever come off those antidepressants, you're only going to be even more hornier. And even without that, because you're coming into your prime, you're going to be more. You might wind up having a threesome on vacation. You might wind up with other people at some point. You might wind up in a like a club one day where people are having sex just because you guys want to see it. Like, who knows? But, you know, you, you, because you're so open and you're talking and stuff, you want you will. You know, there's so much more you could do to keep it interesting you know and that's like the takeaway for your from your story for so many of the couples that are there like I said and they're like you guys I think it's very normal and not normal but it's like very common what was going on with you guys is going on with a lot of people especially people that have been together for double digit years you know yeah well I just hope that we can give people some hope um you know Google it. Google how to squirt. <laughs> Try yeah, it. I remember like when he first <laughs> sent in an email and he said like his squirting, I think the subject line was like squirting saved my marriage. And he was like, oh, and I'll <laughs> tell people how to do it. I was like all excited. And then he was like, I don't know if I'm going to tell people how to do it. And he was just like, oh, I just like shook my hand like, you know, feverishly, like, you know, like really like hard <laughs> back and forth or whatever. But I mean, I think because I know I've tried to squirt and I've done what, you know, I never have, but I've gone online and watched videos and like really sort of tried. I can't try with my finger because I have this thing of like, I don't even like my belly button to be touched. So I don't like to put my fingers inside and feel around. Like, See, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. I call it that's pokey pokey. I'm not into it. <laughs> so that's, so I always thought like, I think my pokey pokey thing get, is like stopping me from, and I don't even like a guy to finger me if his fingers are too skinny. Like I, their fingers have to be like thick or I can't explain it. Like I don't like little thin things huh. going inside me. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But so you had that pokey pokey thing, but you were able to get past it once you could squirt and you put it up there. <laughs> Yeah, but I I kind of use a vibrator. Oh, you use a toy, right? So I use a I use a toy. I mean, I've used my fingers and I felt the yeah the, the orange peel, and it feels different from like in the past before I could squirt. Right. But I don't know if that's because I was more aroused. Um, right. When you but I typically it. use yeah. I mean, I typically will use a toy. Now, do you use one? Because that's what I did. Is I bought some that were like sort of bent in a way to be able to touch the G spot. Right. I even had a woman who called into my show who owns like a sex club and or some masturbation club. I don't know. And she sent me like some sort of toy that she believed was like the, the best one. You know, they're all shaped a certain way. Do you, is that what you got? 
Yeah, and I've always had those because I prefer like more of a wand, not yeah. like a big silicone dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've always had the more of the wand that's got like the G spot stimulator. But I always preferred to use it on my clit. Um, but now I'll like use it on my G spot, and it's super easy. Let me I mean, ask you this: the floodgates have opened. Like I, it's easy to make myself do it. But let me and ask course. you this. How do you maneuver it? Like, do you rub it back and forth? Do you, like, shove it in and out? Like, I mean, can you explain? Like, and we'll wrap it up after this. But, like, is there anything you could teach? Like, if you had to teach a woman how to do it. Okay. So I would take the wand and put it on my clit mm-hmm. and then just get around. Like, that arouses me. Um, and then start with that. And then when I would feel more aroused, I would put it like put it inside and then just go up like using the tip of it, like tilt it. So I guess you would tilt the wand towards your butt. Right. So but that it, it goes forward. Their, yeah. 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 It would go forward towards yeah. your abdomen. Um, and then just kind of like rock it back and forth. Um, back and forth. Like and then back, back like, um, like ro- up and down or back up and, and down. Okay. Up and up down, down, but keeping it tilted more towards your abdomen. Right. Like okay. on your G spot. Mm-hmm. And then I, I start to feel like I'm going to have an orgasm and then I can squirt. Right. And well, you start to feel, like and then I take pee, it out. Right? And then, not anymore. No, oh, I can just feel it coming. It doesn't feel like I have to pee. It feels like, Wait, you didn't I say that before. Work. So now the first time. So it, the first time I felt like I had to pee. Right. And now it doesn't like I can feel the orgasm coming on. Uh-huh. And I can feel like I can kind of like I can push it out, which sounds crazy. Um but no, I can like kind of control the squirt. It's not just fall, liquid falling out of me. Like I can squirt it out right and it's you don't pee. you don't feel like the you don't feel like you have to pee anymore now no. that was just the first time it's, yeah and now it's more uh, of an or like a a, a regular orgasm feeling right uh-huh i don't know how to describe it no i have to experience it myself but that but the but that's how you would do it you do that and then you just start to feel like you're having an orgasm you start to feel more turned on right more turned on and mm-hmm. then you can like feel yourself climaxing and then and then you just push out fluid right and then you could how and then immediately you could go back and do it again i would have to you know wait probably a minute but yeah I mean, I could have them continuously. I mean, how many the is the amount most? of fluid really? that is insane, like to where we put like a towel down and we had some old like puppy pee pads. Like, yeah, that's what he said. And it's like <laughs> five pounds of fluid. I'm like, how the fuck does this much liquid exist yeah. in my body? And then after we have sex, I'm so thirsty. Because uh, <laughs> like, you're dehydrated. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even tell you like. Like I, I don't count. Like I just, I can lose count. I was gonna say how many over is the and most? over again. Right. I mean, why I would know. you ever I stop? I haven't even tried counting. How about next time I have a bunch, I'll count and I'll email yeah. You let me let know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so it a minute later, go in. You could do it. And do they last yeah. shorter each time, or is it the same amount of time? Is it the same amount of intensity? 
Um, so by myself, if I if I'm masturbating, I'm not gonna usually be like trying to come a million times. Like yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. much one time and yeah. I'm done. Um, but with Chuck, I mean depending on a freaky night, like I'll start with one orgasm and then it just gets better and better and better as we go along. Really? And he could do it with his hands? With he his does dick? it with his hands. Mm-hmm. So, and he can do it with his dick. So typically like how we'll start out is <laughs> he said, you can borrow him by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So, well, like, I guess we're very routine people yeah. in a way. Uh, but, like, you know, I'll lay on the bed. Yeah. And he'll be on my, so he'll be on his knees on my right side. Yeah. And so he'll, like, kiss me. And then he's got his right hand fingering me. And he'll, like, hook his middle two fingers will be in me. And he'll hook them in my vagina and like his fingers are pointed up towards my abdomen on my G spot. Yeah. And he'll just vigorously rotate or um, move his his hand back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then I'll rub my clit and then probably in five minutes, not five minutes, a couple of minutes, like I'm having a squirting, like I'm squirting. Right. And then we'll do that a couple of times and then we'll start having sex and then doggy style, my favorite he, I like, I, he'll like pull his dick out halfway and like use his dick to stimulate my G spot. How and does then that I'll work? Orgasm that way. You, you could just find he just, it like, now? Uses you're his dick a, yes. He just uses his dick like he would his fingers. That is <laughs> he pulls so it out. Right. And he rubs, he try he makes sure that he gets it right on that same area. Cause now yeah. he knows exactly where it is and you know exactly where it is. And so he can now reach it. Yeah, and there's been a couple of times where he's, um, you know, jabbed me with his dick, and I'm like, that hurts. Right. But um, <laughs> so I, I mean, as if it's a, like when I'm with him, I can, I just have multiple orgasms, and they just get better and better and better. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. I yeah, know. that is great. What is the toy? Is there a, t- a special toy that you recommend that's like really good at hitting it or not? Or just anyone? You could use anyone now at this point, just right? Just use uh, like uh, anyone. I like the ones that are that are like shorter wands that are probably like three or four inches long and they've got like a curved tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like G-spots. They're just simple. Yeah, G-spot right. vibrators. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, I mean, I don't have a ton of them, but those are the ones that I prefer. Because I don't typically, like in the past, I don't typically like use them in my vagina. Right. They're just more for clit- clitoral stimulation. Right. So. But now you can use them. It's but now I can. Yeah. So I, I guess I need a, a search for a new toy. Uh, <laughs> I know he I, said that he, w- you said he had dick dysmorphia because he did say, I think he mentioned that on the show that he said when he went to go buy some toys, he th- always thought. Oh, this one looks really big. And then he put it next to his, right? <laughs> he said, Oh was... yeah. So he got, he went and bought one of those suction cup dildos Yeah, and <laughs> it looks giant Yeah, and he put it up next to his dick and it's the same size. He might even be a little <laughs> bit bigger. Yeah. I think that's what he says. But it, I mean, if that helped with his dick dysmorphia, I hope it did. Um, but he, 
we re- we use that. But that thing kind of hurts. It's hard plastic. Yeah, it's silicone. different than the same. It, thing, it real feels thing. different. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we've experimented with toys. And Have you stuff. had anal with him? Do you guys do that yet? Have you tried? So there was one night, and I always joked with him that when we got married, I. I do anal with them. Yeah. Or his dick's too big. I couldn't do <laughs> Oh, right. Like He's got a really 10 years ago. Dick. So one night he got home from work really late and I, he gets, he gets home really late from work. So yeah. our kid was gone at grandma's and he comes home and we start having sex. And I was like, just, I just wanted to do anal. And so we did it and it was like a fun experience, but it was kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. So we've tried to do it again, but it just it didn't work out. Right. Um, that's that's a, a process. So I mean, I think we'll get there, and we've you know been more into anal play, I guess you could say, more so than in the past. But I think that's another area where we could. Yeah, you have so much. Yeah, now that you guys are so open and you're trying different things and if you, you know, you have like all these things to try, you know what I mean, that I think that you'll stumble and it might be like the anal thing might be just like the other things that you tried like, oh, like you'll have a whole week that you love like something in your ass and then you'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, let's try something else, you know. Um, right. and that's just how it will go. But, you know, I'm curious to see it was... what kind of things you do wind up into. Me too. I mean, it's really exciting and I'm glad to hear that I, you know, haven't even hit my peak. So <laughs> it's just starting. I mean, you're 37, I right? Know. Yeah. 36. Yeah. 36. Oh, so like 37, 38, 39, like, like towards the end of that. Right. And like the beginning of your 40s. So yeah, it's like your prime. So it's all, it's like the perfect time to be finally having orgasms. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's great. And I think I said, I, I, there are so many women out there cause I know I had friends or like, I've never had an orgasm. Right. So I just think that this is like a really interesting episode to list for those kind of those women to listen to. And it's really interesting. I think for guys who have wives like you to listen or get their wives to listen, because, um, you're a woman who was like, you said really in your head, really self-conscious and you were able to really push through that I say I know you said it happened by by accident but I think on some level even if it's subconscious you had to be ready for that change something had to really be like some sort of inhibition in you or some part of you that was really blocked had to be to had to come down for that to happen I really do think that that's was going on on maybe you don't know it maybe it was subconscious but it was there it's it's interesting that you say that because I feel like recently I've been working on myself and and trying to grow more as a person and you know especially being a parent Mm -hmm. looking at my behaviors and how I act and how that reflects on my kid Mm -hmm. um I with disciplining my kid, I have to work on my boundaries and oh, I know. not only with my kid, my, my boundaries are the way they are with other people in my life, like letting people walk all over me or being a softy and not sticking up for myself. 
and and that's kind of like what I'm trying to work on right now. And I think you're right. Maybe it's definitely more self subconscious than I've even thought of. Well, I think when you want when when you want something to change like that, that's like not that that's enough, but that wanting is a signal that you're ready to. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want it if it wasn't time for that to happen in your life. And I do think that you know it there there was something in that desire in you that was allowed all of this to happen i just don't think it would have before i don't think it's an accident or a coincidence that at the same time you wanted to work on yourself like you know that all of this is shifting and changing you know it's that it's what's happening and it's it's amazing and it you are growing and changing and i mean for somebody that says that they want to grow and change as a person, this is huge growth for you already. It's already happened, you know, for you to go from that woman that couldn't even get off on a guy going down on you and felt so uncomfortable to a woman that's orgasming like that's that is you have already been successful in changing a huge part of yourself and a part that really is going to help your marriage, you know, so it's like you already did a lot for real. Well, thank you. So no, but know that, you know, and, and know that, yeah. uh, you know, it's working, whatever you're doing and just having that desire is, is moving you forward. And it helps that he's open about it as well. So, he's going through you know, the same thing. He's, he is. Mm-hmm. He is so. I think that that's good. And that's what, that's the difference between like, cause I, I, I mean, a lot of times couples like just go there, like they say, they'll, oh, they, we went our separate ways, you know, and I just think that sometimes it's hard to stay together with somebody for so many years, 30 years, because, you know, you have to sort of be on the same path, right? And the lucky couples and the ones that are successful are the ones I think that are always on the same path together. And because sometimes what happens is, you know, couples are together, they're blocked, whatever, they have their issues, and then one person drastically changes and the other one doesn't. And then a lot of times those couples wind up ending, right? Or there is a divorce yeah. there because that one person changes, the other person wasn't ready or that wasn't in the cards for them in their life at that time. So it's like a timing thing. What What's great about you guys is I, it, it's happening at the same time for the both of you. Like I said, I yeah. think he had his own blocks too and he's coming into his own and it's happening together and that's why you guys will stay together and that's what you want in a couple. You know, it's always a little scary if the, like I said, the one person's having the huge transformation and the other one is just still going to be the same and sometimes that doesn't work out you know but you guys are having the transformation together and so and you guys were good before and solid before so well yeah we were but I mean we when I was in school and we had a small child I we had some pretty nasty fights like where we were talking about you know we'd throw around like getting a divorce Mm -hmm. I'm leaving you I mean it got pretty bad. Um, so, I mean, we've I'm not saying we have a perfect marriage at, at by any means, but I think we were pretty solid and we always have been. Listen, um, when you add a, a kid, loyal guy, yeah, when you add a kid to the mix, like I think a lot of couples, when they look back those early years, it's a very, very difficult time in very hard (laughs) I'm stressful yeah very I'm a single mom well I'm a single mom so I didn't have that 
whole thing. But all my mom friends, I don't I have like one single mom friend, but all my mom friends have partners and all they ever do is complain. And like there were there a lot and now because my child is four. But and I think like once they get like four, like, you know, people are coming out of it a little bit. But those first couple of years are really difficult. And I think that there's always a lot of times that that happens. You know what I mean? And that's just that's normal, you know, but because you weathered it and you got through it together and now, you know, you're on the other side and you guys are having like all this great sex, like forget about it. Like you guys, like, have a, <laughs> <laughs> you have that good foundation of having weathered the bad things and now just fucking enjoy the good shit because, you know, you guys deserve it and, uh, and you're on the same page. So there's only like positive things coming your way. I think it's like a great story and I think five years from now you guys could be the couple that is like opening have an open relationship in whatever way you guys want it and be successful at it so you'll have to keep me posted we will and uh, I'll let you know if anyone writes in any girls that were able to squirt by your advice and I'll let you know if it ever happens for me (laughs) but keep let me know (laughs) I will but thanks so much for calling in and giving your side of the story it was really interesting for everybody and for me as somebody that wants to be you (laughs) I want to squirt so you know it has to happen but anyway what did we call you again Nancy 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 Nancy. yeah all right thanks so much for calling in Nancy I'm going to air it this weekend. I'm going to air it this week. Okay, I'll listen. I'm going to hate my voice, but... um, I'll make it sound good. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye, Nancy. (laughs) All right. Bye. Thanks. thanks. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.